What's up, guys? Welcome back to Peace and Tribulation. I hope everyone is doing well. I know school's about to start, so I just want to encourage you while reading in John 15. This this was actually a passage I read this morning. I've actually been in John a lot recently, John 13 through 15, um, really. And I encourage you to read these as well. But I was in John 15 this morning for devotional time. I was at um, RA camp, actually. I'm a, I'm a resident assistant this year. So we had like a little camp to get to know each other and to, you know, team build and stuff. And it was really beautiful. And, and before we came back to campus today, we had some some time before breakfast. We had breakfast and then, you know, a short little worship period. And that time before breakfast, I, for some reason, had a lot of energy. And I had a lot of motivation to read the word. And I was trying to figure out where I felt like the Lord was leading me. And I really felt pulled to John 15, John 14 and 15. And it was so cool because after breakfast, we had some worship time. And my friend who spoke actually talked about John 15 and I was like, no freaking way. I mean, of course. And, and this isn't, you know, a super hidden passage. No, no passage and passage in scripture is really necessarily hidden, but you know, it's, it's a known passage about Jesus being the, the vine, but the way that it was really hitting me this morning before we even worshiped and then during worship before he even spoke. And I didn't even know that he was, that that's what he was going to talk about. And then during, I just felt this like this growing sense of the Lord, just, just his presence and his goodness and his faithfulness and his ability to be glorified in anything. And I just felt this understanding that I am just a branch, that I need the vine, that I cannot bear fruit without the vine because the vine is what brings life. And that's what I want to share with y'all today, because a lot of times when we are in a new season, whether we feel like it's a season of blessing or a season that's hard. I I just see us as a people of the Lord forgetting to rest in God as our vine. I see us thinking that we can bear fruit as the branch. I see us trying to get out of seasons that feel harmful, that feel depressing, that feel full of suicidal thoughts and questioning and confusion. I, I see us trying to get out of it by ourselves, trying to, trying to pray enough and worship enough like it's our efforts. I'm not saying this to discourage you by the fact that you've been pleading with the Lord and the fact that you have been seeking for peace. I pray for perfect peace for you right now. I'm saying this so you understand that Jesus is the source of where you're going to find that. So continue seeking him, but understand that it's him who's going to give you that. So it's not your efforts. So maybe you actually need to rest in him. I also say this very lightly because I know that this is something I'm still learning, resting in Jesus. A lot of times we really do think it is our efforts that pull us out of things. Don't get me wrong. We have to be obedient. We have to seek seek Jesus. But that comes from a heart of wanting to seek him. So the first thing we do is surrender our hearts over to the Lord. Why do you think the, the, the biggest commandment is to love one another? Why do you think 1 Corinthians 13 talks about how if you don't have, if I have the gift of prophecy, but not love, I am nothing. We need love first. We need to rest in Jesus first, who is love. So I just encourage you to rest in God. You don't got to fake it till you make it. You don't got to try to put an extra effort and maybe I'm not doing this right. Maybe I'm not doing that right. No, Jesus is so close to you. Jesus is so close to you and he loves you and he is the vine. He's the one true vine. And the true vine is life. 
and we are the branch. So if you're seeking for fruit, if you're seeking for seeds, if you're seeking to do the will of God, understand you need God for that. So tug to the vine. I just ask and I declare that you pray that you tug to the vine, that you know what that means. And I want to talk about that a little bit today because during that devotional time where I was reading in John, I just had this sense, and I still can't necessarily formulate what I was thinking fully, but I had this sense about how we can see God in everything, right? Like, I really feel like sometimes I can I can see a message in the simplest things or the most goofy things, but also just, just in, like, even more simplicity, we can see Christ in, like, just the nature of life, like, just the nature of literally life functioning. Because Jesus is the source of life. So we can see him in anything. Um, And I was thinking about that. And I was like, although that's so beautiful, I don't want to miss that he is more than that. Because he was God before this creation was here. I want to see him as the creator of creation. I I want to be so in awe of God that I'm like, wow, this is just a little bit of evidence of who you are. This world is just a part of who you are. This 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 creation, the formulation of what you've done for your glory is just a single part of who you are, Lord, because you are way more than I even know. You are fire. You are wind. You are light. You are good. You are all these amazing things, all powerful, all knowing, gracious and merciful, like, but even more, like, but even more, you're the living word and you are active You are so active. So I I started to think about that. I started to think about how like it is beautiful that I can see the creation and, and life of God through so many living things. But I want to see God as the source of those things because he is the creator. I don't want to just look at these things as his creation. I want to see more of him being the creator in these things, if that makes sense. And like I said, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what that necessarily means, but I was just thinking about it. And I think that was a strategy um, for me to be thinking about that and to read about abiding in the Lord, because the more we understand how powerful God is and how he is the vine, right? He is the true vine we understand our role as the branch. We just have to be open vessels. We can't clean ourselves. We can't make ourselves a branch. No, he'll pull he'll pull us off if we're not if we're not abiding in him. And I think a lot of times that scares us so we we strive to do more and more and more in reality abiding in Lord and the Lord means taking up his yoke, resting in him, submitting to him, being led by him, watching him allowing him to reveal himself in you, allowing him to love you, allowing him to pour into you, pour life into you because he is that source. How beautiful is that? So I just want to read the beginning of chapter 15, verses one through five. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Strangely, there's a lot of peace in that, that apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. It makes our efforts seem so small compared to the almighty Jesus. Reading this passage, I just think about how, of course, God has to prune us as the branches. My friend who spoke this morning talked about how, you know, when a gardener has a garden and they tend to it, they take off the things that are preventing more fruit from coming. They took off the branches and the, you know, the plants, whatever, that prevent the fruit from growing, prevent the other branches from doing their job. God is faithful to do what needs to happen, that we remain in him. And it's actually through him that that fruit is produced. I think a lot of times we miss in this scenario right, of, of him being the vine and us being the branch. We miss, we miss the understanding that if we are a branch that falls off, right, there is no more fruit that can be produced because you need the vine, considering the vine is the source of life, to bear the fruit. And a lot of times we think that we are able, we are able to glorify God, like that we are able to bring glory to God. We are but it's through Jesus. The command to, no matter what we do, to you know, do it for the glory of God. His glory is able to happen because he's so alive and active and because he's God and he's glorious and he's the source of glory. He's the source of all amazing good things, right? It's his ability that can bring glory through us. It's us being a branch of him that brings the glory it's not us. If we were just a branch, there's no fruit. If the fruit is the glory, yeah, there's no glory coming out of me just being a branch by myself because I'm, I'm sitting pretty in the grass if I'm pulled off. There's no fruit coming off because where's my source of life? I say this not to, not to discourage you. I feel like you might be like, how is this encouraging me for the school year or this new season? I want to encourage you with this because I want to encourage you to remain at the altar. God has had to teach me that because this is going to be a busy semester. And I pray that I remember this. I pray that he continues to tug me in times and in moments and days with him. Because when we remain at the altar, we are focused and our gaze is on Jesus. We are understanding that he is the source of life and he is filling us up as his vessel. I love verse three. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Man, Jesus speaks life in us. He speaks life in us. I want to encourage you that, yes, this year might be beautiful to you. It might be your senior year. It might be your freshman year. It might be a new year with a new car and a new boo and, a, you know, new hairstyle, new shoes, whatever. All those things are, are cool. They're dope things, right? But remain at the altar, surrendering yourself to God is taking everything you got, which is really nothing compared to the Lord. You can have 500 bucks in your pocket and a million in your bank account. That's nothing compared to the Lord. It's taking all that and saying, Hey God, this is yours. And I'm remaining at the altar. These are all the things that are my idols or could be my idols or, or whatever. Lord, I just, the potential for them to be, be an idol. 
I don't want anymore, but I want the potential for them to glorify you. I want that to raise. I just want to be at the altar the whole time so that during this new season, my gaze is upon you. And when our gaze is upon the Lord and we are remaining as his branch because we are understand that he is the vine. So he's the source of life. He's the source of glory. No striving, abiding in the Lord. First of all, that's going to be a lot of a slower process than trying to figure out how the heck, how the heck do I, do I bear more fruit? Through Jesus. You, you bear more fruit through Jesus. I want to encourage you to remain at the altar. Remain in surrender. Remain in worship. Remain in praise. Remain in his word. Remain in him as the life. Remain in him as the one who has cleaned you. He already has, and there is a pruning process. You cannot prune yourself, but you can offer yourself as the branch. You can offer yourself as the branch, the living vine, the true vine. And he's going to prune the crap out of you as the gardener. And although that seems like a difficult thing, how beautiful is it that he removes and, and brings in anything that is needed, that we will bear much fruit. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides, abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That's encouraging because this is not a walk you walk alone. Jesus is already here. A lot of times we think that we're working and working and working and for us to see him and experience him one day until eternity. But no, if his kingdom is coming down now, if he's, he's being glorified now, understand and recognize that that is because he is alive and active. And the glory of God is active because God is so glorious. He can't help but be active. He is in everything. So yes, we can see him in every, all creation, but it's the fact that he's also just everywhere. It's so crazy to me. I think about this and it really still hasn't hit me home yet. It's crazy to me that so many of us meet in churches on Sunday and you might feel his presence and say you're three hours away from me. You might feel his presence and I'm three hours away from you. I'm feeling his presence too. I'm seeing him work here too. He's so sovereign and all powerful. He's everywhere. He's not even limited by creation. He's a way above that. There's a spiritual realm of the Lord, a heavenly realm of God, obviously, that is working in our midst that we don't even know. So we want to remain at the altar. We want to remain fixed on Jesus. Because one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And we want to remain doing this forever. We want to live surrendered and abiding in Jesus, knowing that he is the vine. I want this to be encouraging to you because I don't want you to stress this year trying to, to live in perfection, trying to live doing things on your own. I want you to experience Jesus as your Lord, Jesus as the one being faithful and in producing things. I want you to experience peace that surpasses all understanding. I don't know if we believe that that's something that we actually can experience, but I've, I've, I've felt it firsthand. I've, I've experienced it firsthand that I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but yep, God is good. God is good. I do have his peace. I want you to experience his peace in the midst of your exams, in the midst of your friends struggling, your family struggling, you struggling. I want you to experience running to the Father and just sitting there and worshiping Him despite how unworthy you might feel because you are worthy. 
And I do want to include this. I was realizing this in the in the car on the way back. And I've thought about times that I've really struggled. I've struggled with depression and anxiety. I've struggled with really deep suicidal thoughts. And I remember in these times, people have tell you know, would try to encourage me, like every breath is a gift. But these things don't always feel encouraging, do they? When you're struggling with knowing your worth. And if you've stuck with me this long and, you, and you're struggling with depression, anxiety, or suicidal thoughts, or an eating disorder, or an addiction, or just feelings of unworthiness, and shame, and guilt, and insecurity, I want you to know that you are worthy, that God does love you, and that you are forgiven, and that you are made clean, and you are made pure in Jesus' name. Not because I said it, not because you did anything to earn it, or I did anything to earn it. No, because God is good and he's already paid the price and forgiveness is at the cross. And when we were made at the altar, we can receive that every single day. God is so gracious. I have reflected that when we are struggling, every breath being a gift, it doesn't feel like a gift. It might feel like a curse. And what I realized in this is that gifts that we've received might not feel like gifts when, we, when you don't know your worth. There's a lot of times where I've received things and I'm like, Lord, I don't, I don't deserve this. I'm unworthy of this. I'm, I'm, I'm disgusting. I can't have this. It's because I didn't know my worth and I'm still learning my worth y'all. So don't, I don't want it to seem like this is like a overnight fix. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. When you've believed lies about yourself for so many years, it's it's not always a quick fix. But when you remain at the altar, what I'm realizing for myself, when I'm remaining at the altar, I'm realizing <laughs> God is so good. I'm realizing that even in all my imperfection, all my flaws, all my sin, all my mess ups, all my mistakes, all my regrets, all the things that hold me back from being who I want to be, who God wants me to be, all the things that that are of my flesh, all the things that naturally do not desire for the Lord to be glorified in me, all the things of me that feel hard and rough and, and, and just feel hopeless. Those are also all th- because it's me, because God has created you and me. He loves me with all my crap. <laughs> God is so good. And when you're at the altar, you just realize that like he is so good. And for him to say that he loves me when I feel this about myself, he loves me knowing I feel that he loves me knowing the way I see myself. He's still seeing me through the eyes of Jesus. He's still seeing me through the eyes of a father. He's still seeing me through the eyes of his creator. He's still seeing me through as the eyes of an artist. God is so worthy and he's so good. And when you just sit at the altar, you just realize how good he is. And you might feel like, but God, I, I'm unworthy of you, God. Like the more we, we, the more we learn about the Lord, the more unworthy you might feel naturally because we do deal with shame. We do deal with insecurities. We do deal with guilt. But understand that his worthiness, understand that his, his love for you, his worthiness is also there. He's covering you with his love. Oh, God is so good. And I just want you to know that. And I want you to sit at the altar and just experience the love of God. That despite the things that you have dealt with, despite the lies that you believe about yourself, those are lies and I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. 
and the power of him and the love of him is all for you. He is so for you. And when you're at the altar, you see that. You see that, wow, despite everything that has happened to me, despite the things I've done, despite the things I've felt about myself, despite the lies I believe, despite the things they've said about me, God doesn't even look at those things. God's not even paying attention to those things. He just loves me with all of it. He loves you with all of it. He loves you with all the junk, all the crap, all the fears, all the worries. He's so beautiful. Oh, I just want you to know your worth. Hmm. I just want you to know your worth. And I think you'll see your worth at the altar when you start to experience the worthiness of God. And although we are limited, God is not. And he knows the thoughts he has towards you. He knows the plans he has for you. He knows the way he created you. He knows your mind. He knows your body. He knows the things that you've done that you're ashamed of and the things that have happened. He knows all of it. And he loves you. Praise Jesus, because through him we meet his Father. Praise Jesus, because he is the living God. Praise Jesus, because with him we now get to experience life, and we get to experience life in the Spirit of the Lord. Praise Jesus that he is worthy, and for some reason we get to bow down to him, because he loves us, and because he is King, and he is Lord, and he deserves all praise. I just want you to know you're worthy. God is so good. And you don't have to hold on to the vine. The vine's holding on to you. Abiding in him is taking up his yoke, letting him lead the way, surrendering to him. I encourage you with this because I don't want you to feel stuff again this year. I don't want you to feel like unworthy. I don't want you to feel like you have to strive. I don't want you to feel exhausted. I want you to find rest in Jesus. I just begin to bless Jesus. It's no longer I, but he who lives in me. How crazy is that? How crazy is it that the spirit that hovered over the water and helped form the world is alive and well within us? Understand it's because he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And not with the love of the world, but the love of God, who is love. I just need you to know your worthiness. (laughs) That's what I want for you this year. And the more you know your creator, you understand your worthiness as creation. And although we can't fully understand the creator just through creation, we can see glimpses and we can see his glory. And it helps us understand that he is so active and that glory is active and he is active within you. He is active in your life. So keep seeking him. Keep seeking him. If all you have is those words, Lord, I seek you. Lord, here's my heart. Have me. I have nothing else to give you because you're you're way above, above everything. All you have is those words. Just give him your heart. That's all he wants is your heart. We believe in our hearts that he is Lord. You don't have to try to say it until you believe it. No, just surrender yourself to God. Tell him where you're at. I want you to be real with the Lord this year. Thank you, God. I want you to be real real with the world this year. Sing with your soul. Don't leave the the altar. Take up your bed and walk. Let him move. When he brings it to life, that thing is no longer dead. 
He's got you. He's faithful. He's life-giving. He's love. He's just. He's good. He's gracious. Give him your heart. Make time in the morning for him. Make time in the afternoon. We do have time. We can do it. I just want to encourage you with this because if we want a life that's going to glorify Jesus, we need Jesus to glorify himself. Keep praising him. But praise him from a place of your soul. Praise him from a place of realness. So maybe it doesn't necessarily look like praise. Maybe it just means surrender in prayer. I just want to quickly um, pray for y'all before I head out. I just want to thank thank. God, I, we just, I just thank you for your worthiness. I thank you that we get to experience just knowledge of you and your wisdom. I just want to thank you that you have strategically created us the way we are and that you are so gracious, that you have provided mercy for us every single morning and that your grace is sufficient in our weakness. It is often that where our weaknesses is, our weaknesses are. That is where you are glorified. God, I thank you for your rest. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for all the fruits of your spirit. And I thank you for your heavenly protection. I thank you for providing us what we need in every every area of health. God, I ask for whoever listens to this, that they are just blessed by you. I ask that whatever was not of you is not received, but what is, is received. God, I thank you for support. I thank you that we get to love one another through you. It's through abiding in you that we even know how to love one another. God, I just ask that you tug on the hearts of those listening. I ask that you give them rest and you just help them see what it means to abide in you. See what it means to be loved by you. See what it means to be at the altar, Lord. It's only you who can do the work. God, you are the vine. You are the true vine. You are the living water. You are the living word. God, you are life. You are love. You are the way, the truth, the life, Jesus. Help us know what it means to abide in you, to be your branch. Help us receive the pruning process. Help us receive your glory. Help us receive who you want us to be, Lord. Help us know what that is. God, I thank you for your your faithfulness and your worthiness and your glory that we get to serve a God, the only, the one and only true living God, that we get to serve you, that we get to, and, and just us, that we get to glorify you, that you have created us for your glory, God, and for some reason we get to be a part of that. And we just bless you, Lord, because you deserve it. You are the almighty God. I just pray, God, that we come to you with hearts surrendered and realness of where we are at. I just thank you, God, and we just bless you, and we just surrender this these new seasons to you. God, I pray we never leave the altar. Just keep tugging on our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. I'm praying for a great school year for you. And just understand that he's letting you fly. And he is leading the way and he's got you. All right. God bless you. Bye.